Blog Talk Radio. connect to your soul, health, and wellness. Tune in as she brings messages, guidance, and clarity into your life. Hello guys and welcome to Get Into It with Tina Conroy. I am your host on Blog Talk Radio. Always so grateful to be with all of you today. If you are listening live, a big hello and welcome. And if you're listening later on the recording, a big hello and welcome. Today is January 18th. And how is everybody doing in the 18th day of the new year? So if you're feeling a little blah, if the new year has brought you into a little bit of blahness, which can happen, I hope to invite you into my Envision workshop on this Sunday, January 22nd. If you're in the New York area, it is not to be missed. We're going to be working with vision boards, crystal grids, energy, intuition, and gentle yoga. Creating and releasing is what our theme will be. Can we use the blocks that we have to release the blocks to live our most purposeful life? You see, we all have blocks that hold us back. And this day will be a mindset expansion day. It'll be a day based on finding those blocks and then allowing them to be released through very and many energetic qualities and experiences. So join me again if you're in the New York area on January 22nd, this Sunday from 2 to 4 p.m. And if you're interested, you can contact 516-858-3095. So I am so excited for this show, but before I begin, I always like to center. As we center, we ground our energy, we connect together as community. So if you can, and you're in a place that you can close your eyes, go ahead and close your eyes. Feel your feet on the ground. Take a nice, long, slow, deep breath in and exhale away. And notice that exhale. Notice that exhale as you release and let go what is holding you back. As we move into this space, we call upon blessings. We call upon divine, divine light, spirits of light, archangels, angels, spirit guides, to work with us and surround us, to guide us on our path and to create clarity, to connect deeper to our intuition, our purpose, and to serve ourselves and others. As we connect with our passions, to create this beautiful world in service. And we say, and so it is, and so be it. Take another nice deep breath in and exhale. I would love to pull a card for our show. So I'm pulling a universal card for the show, shuffling the card. And the card for the show is all that glitters. 
So when you receive the card, all that glitters, that means there are so many abundance and manifestation around you. You just have to open your eyes and be aware. All that glitters is shiny and gold, just like the card, and it allows us to bring us into our most highest, highest potential. So see the signs around you. See every opportunity with so many possibilities. Know that you are endless, that there is limited possibilities for you to live your best and most beautiful life. I just want to tell you a little bit of what's going on in the area and a few things on the show. So first off, if you're not a member of my Facebook group, go ahead and jump on over there. It's the same name. Get into it with Tina Conroy. We have so much fun with so many people, community, women, spiritual topics, healers. We talk about many different things all within the spiritual realm, and we have a lot of fun. On Fridays, I have my famous Live at Five readings. I do Facebook Live readings, Live at Five. And at that time, you can post in the comments and ask me questions, and I will pull and do some readings for you. So go ahead and find me on Facebook. I'm searchable, and I would love to invite you in. Next week, I have my very good friend, medium and intuitive, Tina Powers. Tina Powers and I go back, and she has become a mentor of mine. She is a renowned medium, psychic, and intuitive, and she will be on the show next week. I am so, so very excited. So that will be next week, and the show will be at 1 p.m. Also, I will be a guest on Denise's show, and I will keep you updated on when that will be. So let me share a little bit about my amazing, cool guest. Dr. Denicia Hilton, doctor of oriental medicine and acupuncture physician, is becoming known as a period whisperer for her work with those who menstruate in attaining relief from cramping, fibroids, PCOS, fertility, and more. Dr. D, affectionately named, founded the Sisters of Flow to be the go-to resource for anything and everything menstrual cycles. Healthy flow for stations, educate about healthy periods, care and information about what is happening in the multi-billion dollar industry. Her course, Get to Know Your Flow, gives those who menstruate an opportunity to learn more about their cycle so they can live pain-free and in harmony with it to live their best life. Go with the flow about anything and everything menstrual cycles. You can reach Denicia at sistersofflow.com, and that is the name of her podcast. So go ahead and find her podcast, Sisters of Flow, on iTunes. And without further ado, I would love to get Denicia on the air. Hey, Denicia, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. So glad to connect today. Oh, me too, me too. So awesome. So how is the weather there in Florida? I just always have to ask since I'm in New York. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is quite warm, um, but it's a comfortable warm considering what our summers can be like. Um, I mean, it's just so nice. I'm sure that there are some people <laughs> going out to the beach um, today also. Wow. Wow. It's that nice. Oh, that's pretty amazing. I know. The more, the older I get. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I hope it's this nice when you come down, actually. 
Oh, I'm so excited to meet you. So we are uh, we are going to meet in person at PodFest in Orlando in mid uh, late February. I'm so excited. I have never been. Have you been before? Oh, yeah. I'm, I actually, to PodFest or to Orlando, actually, now that I think about it? Uh, to PodFest? PodFest, I have not, but I've been to Orlando. <laughs> I love Orlando. Oh, I love it. My kids are jealous because I'm going to be very close to Disney World and Universal. Oh, yeah. But then you can I tell know. them, I'm just close. I'm not really going without exactly. you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes, I'm hoping for good weather in the end of February. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm going to share with my listeners just a little bit. I want to take us back a little bit. I always like to take my guests back to um, kind of when they were little as a young girl. So can you take us back a little bit in time to um, a little bit of who you were and what you did as a child? Um, let's see, what did I do as a child? <laughs> well, from my mom's responses, um, she always thought I was up to something <laughs> because I was the quiet one. There's only two of us, and I'm the older one. Um, but I, I would tell her, and even now I tell her, because she thinks I'm up to stuff now. And I said, no, it's not that I'm up to anything. It's, I, I guess I'm just really quiet and introspective. Um, I ended up learning that I'm more of a, a little bit more of an introvert. I am ambiverted, but I think I, I like I'm more on the introverted side. Um, I would just kind of do my own thing not necessarily have to be out. Um, I'm a cuddly person too. So there were definitely times when I'd want to just lay under, like under a family member or just lay on them, not necessarily talk to them, but I'm good just sitting right there. (laughs) And I do that to this day, actually, especially when I'm around my grandmother and, and my aunt. Oh, that's so sweet. It's almost like you have that, you already had that healing ability back then, just that feeling of the energy of, you know, working with energy, we both do. And, you know, having that you look back sometimes, and it doesn't leave you, it just changes form, or you realize like, oh, yeah, this is sort of the stuff I always did. And look at what I do now. So it's yeah. pretty cool. To, yeah. And there is, um, I would say, like, I didn't really, um have anyone to to mentor me until I was 27 I think 26 or 27 so um, when I started learning from him that's when as he's saying things I'd get these like quick visions of something from childhood and I'm and I would tell him I'd be like that's what that was (laughs) that's what that was I kept saying that over and over about different um, instances and circumstances and situations, and even then, um, like, now I'll get those people that are just like, I just want to hug you, and I'm like, what? And I remember that when I was younger, too, they just wanted to hug me, and I, I didn't get it until um, a few years ago, what it was that I exuded and what I had and, and just what that is that they're picking up on. Right, and I can imagine, not I haven't met you yet, but just hearing your voice, I get the feeling of your energy. And, you know, in the intuitive world, we call that, you know, clairsentient. So we feel kind of empathically how other people are. And 
it sounds like to me that you're the kind of person that people just feel really good about. They feel really good around and they feel really comforted and supported. And, and again, you probably had this your whole life and it was, it attracts people to you. Um, there's so many people that, you know, there's, there are people that are, don't feel comfortable around other people and that feel repelled or don't feel good. And you probably have the reverse. So you have so many people wanting to kind of be around you and feel their energy, which I guess could be good or bad because I'm sure there's times it's like you need a break as well. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's definitely, and I mean, I, I told you um, so that it's the quietest as I could get and best audio um, signal is that I'm in my car, and actually one of my neighbors saw me earlier, and she went in, came out, and then I finally got in my car, and she said, you were in your car the whole time? And I said, actually, yeah, I'm in my car a lot because <laughs> I, I found that this is like my safe space, and I just had a, a, a meeting, a networking meeting, and then an unexpected one-to-one meeting so it kind of um to me a little bit they is just kind of threw me off and I just sit in my car uh, it's just my my spot where it's just Denise's space yeah. and I can recalibrate myself and just kind of re-energize myself before going in and doing other things yeah that's awesome you know a lot of people don't have that tool or they don't know it they they don't really realize or know, and, you know, you being so aware of all the work that you do, able to remove themselves to make themselves feel better. And so I love that. Well, it feels, and it sounds really quiet and really peaceful on my end as well. So it all, it's, it's good for you to connect um, in this way. So thank you for that, for uh, getting yeah. to your safe place and your, and your quiet place. That's so great. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> So let us take the listeners a little further on in your journey. So kind of further on maybe into, you know, um, past school age, like teenage years, or even like young adulthood to kind of bring us up to your, you know, what you do now and how it all evolves. Um, We know that you're um, affectionately called Dr. D. I love that. And Dr. Royenfeld Medicine and Acupuncture. And, you know, really, as we talk about, and as you speak about, it's always so interesting to me, you know, everything about, you know, go with the flow and anything and everything menstrual cycle. So how did that evolve? Take us back to kind of wherever you want to start up to now. Let's see. Well, I mean, if we want to talk about, about like the teenage um preteen mm-hmm. years i um let's see here <laughs> i would say that i'm just thinking about like my own um my own period experience and i would i just remember i i was one of the fortunate ones where mine started when i was at home already and i was in sixth grade and um i just remember like going to my mom because my mom my mom's way of teaching us was like, here's some books <laughs> and mm. read these. And so I was like, okay. And then I, I'm a reader. So it didn't, it didn't phase me as much. Um, but now I look back on it. I'm like, Oh, my mom probably could have talked to me a little bit more. Um, but the one thing she would tell us is, well, when you go to the store, if there's anything that you need, it's always with wings. Repeat after me always with wings and I was like okay I had no idea what she was talking about (laughs) but um I was at home when it started and I do remember actually having cramps and um just kind of well I don't even know like what to do I wouldn't necessarily miss school like my mom wouldn't allow me to miss school 
Um, I'm a nerd. I've always been like that since I was younger. Um, They did get kind of worse, though, um, as I aged and left college. Like, I remember there were a few times in college where I would skip school just because I just didn't feel like it. I'm like, this is just whatever. I'm going to sit here with this heating pad and call it a day for today um, and just go about my business um, later on. Um, but then after that, it's like they got worse. And now that I look period of time, it was after undergraduate school. So it was a period in between undergrad and graduate school and they did get worse. And it was to the point where I would be at work underneath my desk with a space heater, like pointed at my uterus and like just curled up around it. And, um, I remember, like debating whether or not do I go home? Do I even say anything to my boss? My super, my immediate supervisor at that time um, was a male. And so I, I just felt like, I don't even know if I should say anything, you know, whatever. But I kept going <laughs> and kept going and then got into grad school. Um, when I first went into grad school to study oriental medicine, my intentions was never to go into women's health was never to go into women's health and um, while I was there I was like so focused I said let me learn what I can learn about neurology and peds that's what I'm going to do and I got in and that's so not what happened Um, I found myself gravitated towards women who were pregnant and I learned acupuncture could help them during their pregnancy and what it can do during laboring process and birthing process. And I'm like, what? This is so awesome. And as I continued um, studies, we get into gynecology and I'm like loving it. Like, so mentally I'm loving it. What I didn't realize at the time was that my own period was changing um, while I was there. And what I was doing was getting acupuncture regularly And the times that it was so high stress, say it might be like midterms or finals or something, my period would definitely uh, exhibit like it's under some type of stress. And um, I learned about a two-herb tincture and would just take some drops of that. And within like two minutes, they're gone. And I was like, this is just amazing. And I'm like, why 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 doesn't anybody else know about this? Like it's just two herbs and a tincture. I remember going to get a pap smear done and I understand the feeling like, you know, I'm in the practice of this medicine now, but I mean, I would go and get my regular stuff checked and everything else with um, MDs. But during that time in school, it was definitely different. Like now I learned a little bit more about the internal intricacies of the system and whatnot. And I remember her looking at me, asking me, so, is your period regular? I said, yeah. And then she says, do you have any cramps? I said, well, sometimes. And she's like, so do you want birth control? Mm. And I looked at her. I'm like, no, no, thanks. And, and what she didn't know was that I was on birth control before on the patch. My mom really wanted to put me on it before going into undergrad. And um, when I was 18 years old, I discovered a lump in my breast and that lump was not what they normally think you would get around that age and with being so heavy chested um, like I am, it actually turned out to be a rare tumor. And I, and something told me to get myself off of the patch 
and I just wow. taking. I stopped doing it, and I didn't say anything to my mom or anything. I just stopped doing it, and um, I thought like, okay, they're going to do this surgery. It's my first surgery. Um, they they took it out, but then they called me back, and I'm like, this isn't good. And sure enough, it had started spreading. And um, fortunately, they caught it, and they they resected. But then what happened was it was years of checkups, seeing if it was going to grow back. And now you kind of go years later, and now I'm done with acupuncture school, and I'm in a CEU course. I was not going to take this course, but the my teacher who coordinated it said, just come. I want you to be there. Just come. We'll work it out. And I'm like, okay, you know, cool. I'll be there. I was there, and when I tell you that everything just aligned, the instructor start. I kept feeling like something was up with him. Like I, I couldn't pick up what it was, but he, it, it was something personal, and I could just tell. But then he ended up actually telling us a story about his wife, and his wife had unfortunately passed, and he said it was from a rare tumor, and he actually said the tumor, and it was the same one that I had. Wow. Right. And what it was, was that her physicians, because of menopausal symptoms, just put her on estrogen. And what he learned was that type of tumor feeds off of estrogen. So they were literally feeding the cancer the whole time. And all I could think was, oh, my gosh, I knew there was something with that patch. So now I know I have a sensitivity to excess estrogen. And I learned this from this man, like, years later, telling the story about his wife. And I had to tell him, like, afterwards, I know that had to have been hard for you, but there was some reason I was supposed to be here, and I learned this from you. And so now you kind of push me a little bit forward. Um, I don't know about everyone else, but, you know, sometimes you're like, I know Spirit's talking to me, but I'm going to be trying to be all logical, quote, unquote. And um, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't listen to myself or, or understand what my experiences were all building up to, and how it is that I can help and serve those who menstruate until 2015, and that's when things shifted, right? So that's when I was in a business training class. We're talking about our target market, talking about like what resonates with us, like what is our story, how is there a link. I had no idea that all of this was building up to this one point. And it was that night when I decided I want to help with periods. I just went through this whole here, just hand me birth hormonal birth control. Don't really explain to me what it could possibly do. Don't even explain to me side effects. Don't even explain like there this might put you at risk for this, that, and the other. I didn't even have issues with my cycle. So, so why was I given it? And then now to undergo this surgery, like major surgery, and you're 18 years old and this is all happening, followed by years of follow-ups. And then, you you know, you're, you're just learning, like, what, what can I do now to help moderate and regulate my cycle? How can I share that with others who are going through the same process of let me go in, answer a question, a couple of questions about my cycle. I didn't really tell you much, but did you want birth control? Mm. Oh my God. What um, a, that is an amazing story because it, we would say, right. That, so for me and my point of view and a lot of the listeners, and I know that we kind of have the same 
ideas is, is about spirit. So spirit was speaking through you even from that young age and the divine timing of it and the universe and just leading you. I mean, I really, I remember years ago, one of my good friends is a medium and intuitive as I am. And we were chatting and she was talking about the word uh, coincide coincidences. And sometimes so many people actually will say, Oh, it was a coincidence. And she goes, yeah, it was a coincidence. It coincide, it, it connected, it was synchronicity. And so mm -hmm. everything that you just explained, I love that story because, and not that I ever wanted you to have to go through what you went through, but to lead you up to that teacher and for him to tell you the story about his wife who had passed and then it with the same, the same tumor and the whole thing, it's, it just led you right to today and your passion. It's amazing. I mean, it's such a gift to so many people. Oh, yeah. And I'm seeing it as, like, you know, at that time when you're, like, going through it, you're you're not really seeing it yet mm -hmm. as a gift of any sort. Um, but the more and more that I do talk about it um, and open and provide that space, the responses have been getting bigger and bigger and better and better. And it's just more validation that yes this is where you're this is where you're supposed to be at least for right now and then do your job basically <laughs> and and just keep doing it until that next phase but for right now this is where you're at oh absolutely so how do you spread your word how do you how do you because sometimes this can be I don't want to say it's controversial. I don't know. It just, it's things people don't want to talk about. So how do you spread your message and how do you spread your word? Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, I will say that, how do I spread the word? For one, step one for me was actually myself becoming comfortable and confident and talking about it. Um, I was a little bit leery. My myself, like, oh, I don't know if I should actually say anything out loud. Um, you should have seen me when I was, when I was like literally in that business training class, and we had to give examples. And <laughs> I gave the example that I'm gonna do periods. The whole room just stopped, and then they started laughing. And then it was like. Well, I don't know if I should continue. And I said, well, you know what? It's not up to them. It's me. And um, I just started talking about it more locally in my networking groups and whatnot. And it became a little bit easier for me. I know that there were the laughs. I know that there were the silences, especially if there were men that were around. Um, but I will say that after those, almost every time that I would openly talk about it in front of a group, Nine times out of ten, I would be approached afterwards by someone who was having issues with their cycle. Mm. And she may even be whispering to me about it, which, um, you know, she herself is obviously not comfortable with it. But it took me having to put myself out there to open it for her to be able to see that there's options available to help. Um, so that, that helped me a little bit more. And then it got to a point of, okay, how can I help more people? And I actually had a friend of mine, an old patient. She's, she's the one who introduced me to podcasting. I had no idea what it was. And she just said, you should podcast. And I'm like, well, I don't know what that means. And so, <laughs> so she helped me. Um, 
she helped me get started. She helped me with the technical stuff. And I'm so grateful for her because we crossed paths in Gainesville. She happened to move down into Tampa area. And then that's where it all started was that point. Um, And so, like, our whole relationship, like, shifted from one type of relationship to another. And um, I'm just, like, so happy that Joanna and I just crossed paths from a random phone call when I was at school one day. So it's helped me. She's been a really great foundation for me. Um, So now with the podcast, it's a global reach, right, because it's all online. And so what started out is let me get my message out about, other therapies and other treatment options to help with your period. But then I, as I kept doing more and more research, I'm like, oh, what else is there? There's a bunch of stuff out here. This is a multi-billion dollar industry. And yep. why is it that so many who menstruate are just allowing others to dictate what happens to them? And so I'm like, true. what if they actually, like, what if you knew just how important your cycle is to everyone. The, there would be no population if it, if from for number one. And so we physically can grow the population. We financially grow the economy, and that is why there's all these things that are in place to control how it is that we spend. They know that we're going to spend more. This is why our shave, our shaving creams or our razors are going to be more expensive than what it is that's marketed towards the men. We have states that have sales taxes still on products, on our menstrual products, that we don't even have a choice as to whether or not it comes, but they have a sales tax on it. Mm. And so it's like there's just so many aspects of it that made me start to think, when I started thinking what are options, I was only thinking physically, but now I'm seeing we have options so many other ways. And what what that means is now that we know what those options are, what do we choose to do with it? That's so true. You know what? And as you're talking, it's so interesting because my, my brain is like going like over time because I'm thinking of so many different things. And, you know, I, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's overwhelming because as you're talking, it's more than physical and there's emotional and, you know, I come from a background of, you know, being a yogi and a yoga teacher. So there's a whole other part of, you know, the menstruation and yoga. Um, and I won't go deep into this, but, you know, it was sacred. And so when, and there's a whole bunch of cultures I could talk about. And when I visited India and when, when women have their cycle, there's certain poses they shouldn't do. Um, and in some lineage of yoga, they shouldn't even come to yoga because they're taking care of themselves. And so there's this whole, there's another, that's a whole nother topic for another day. But when it comes to culture and in the yoga community, that's, it's, you know, it's revered. It's like, there are days that you don't practice when you have your cycle, when you have your moon cycle, they call it, you know, and um, mm-hmm. it's, but also then you look at the economy the multi-billion dollar industry. Um, I have a 19 year old and she's a sophomore in college and, you know, it's just, it's crazy because, you know, she went through a very difficult time. You know, you're talking about your story and she was in so much pain from the first period she got. And I, it was hard for me because I didn't have that experience. So as a mom, it was just like, Oh my God, it was torturous. And she would, she not only would have cramping so bad, she had, 
these cramps that would like come down her legs and her legs would be weak and they would like cramp up her thighs and then she would get migraines. And she spent many, many um, cycles in the hospital with migraines. So the migraines were connected to the period, which led us into a whole neurological thing. Um, it was really difficult for her. The first three years of her cycle, it was just the worst experience of her life. I mean, she missed a lot of school. Wow. She had ocular migraines. Um, I work a lot with essential oils. So I did a lot um, with essential oils with her and massage her, her belly and heating pads and different things. But we all just, you know, it was really hard for her to function. So I'm seeing this now and I'm seeing what you do. And it's, it's just, again, I think this gift that you have and the passion to serve and to share the knowledge because there's, and, and you know what, it truly was um, you stepping into your power and finding the confidence to speak about it. Because I love that in your bio, it says many people will like whisper it, you know, like, it's like, 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 yeah, period, you know, and, you know, it's true, like, oh, do you have your tampon, you know, yeah, <laughs> um, but it's so true, and, I've, and I've, I read that, and I, like, giggled to myself, but it's so true, and so um, I, I, I really commend you for also, like, finding your niche, your niche, however you say it, because that's, a really challenge too, like finding this niche and knowing that this can serve, but also having to like step out of the box, you know? So mm-hmm. well, kudos to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just, there's Thank so you. much. Yeah. There's so much I'm sure you can speak on and share. And as, as it evolves for you, I'm sure this will um, become just a bigger and greater message. So great. Oh yeah. Thanks. Uh, it's been a pleasure um, for sure, and it's definitely not without its challenges. And um, I'm constantly going back and forth with um, what plans, you know, I might have. How, what else can I do? How else can I reach to someone else? And I'm always sitting there, and I'm a procrastinator. But what I've learned is that my procrastination is not necessarily a procrastination of, oh, I don't want to do it. I'm actually learning that it's not the timing for it. And then all of a sudden something would happen, whether it's a person or whether it's an information piece of information that came to me. And then, all, then at that point is when that original idea from, it could be months ago, and would all of a sudden come and I'm going, now's the time. And I'm having to learn that. Like, how do I, how do I decipher the difference between me just being lazy and, it's not the time yet for that specific, you know, thing. And um, something that I'm, I'm constantly going through as I build it, as I build the brand more and more. Right. An interesting process. (laughs) I can see that because it's, it's that, you know, I call it universe. You can call it what that connection. And it's like, I'm sure there's periods of time you say, okay, am I just procrastinating and not going ahead with my plan but then you see where it kind of comes together and that synchronistic approach that where it's like the right timing and the, the thought that you had or the even from a couple months ago or maybe something happens and all of a sudden it becomes this a form. It's like, it's like taking clay and it's becoming a piece of art. And sometimes 
we're not sure, you know, you know, both of us are business women and we work with women and, um, you know, in our industry. And, and so there are times too, it's just, there's that pressure sometimes of, you know, all these things coming and being creative people. And then also saying, okay, am I being, am I procrastinating or has the, has it <laughs> not been the right time, you know? And so it's so interesting because I go through that too myself. You know, I also don't sit back, you know, I always joke like, oh, the angels will come to me, you know, <laughs> the angels will bring me more, yeah. or the angels will bring me people in this, in the, but I do also believe in that. So there's a little bit of goal setting and looking forward. And then there's also this timing. So it's, it's an interesting way to see everything, how it, how it comes together. How long have you had the podcast? podcast started in 2015 and um, I ended up taking about three months, three or four months break um, to focus on my practice. Um, I had physically moved my practice and there was a lot of stuff going on. Um, so I actually had restarted it in 2016, like at the end of 2016, um, like August or September-ish time. And so collectively, it's been about a year now. Great. Well, it's, I mean, I just, I love it. And I love the idea of it. I love the name. I just, I love everything about it. It's like the coolest thing. I'm so happy to, to find you and to just kind of chat about it. Now, tell me a little bit, but can we just switch over a little bit to your practice? So I know mm-hmm. um, as a practitioner, um, do you still study and practice acupuncture? Yes, I still do. Okay. That is my, that's what's actively paying um, bills <laughs> right now is actually um, practicing using acupuncture and herbs and nutrition, oriental medicine, um, all while it's, it's I specialize more in the oriental reproductive medicine side. So it definitely includes the gynecological disorders um, and then also seeing patients who are pregnant and um, whatever it is that they're, they're going through that they might not be able to use certain medications while they're pregnant. And then also those that are going into menopause. Right. Because I would think that those just to help with the relief from um, well, if they're in the menstruation cycle, the relief from the cramping, fibroids, things like that. And then, you know, so all of those, helping them with all of those things in a very natural way, um, you know, to, I guess, the Eastern and Western approach, which is something, an option that a lot of people don't have or have had. Right, yeah. And they, um, a lot of what I what I get in is what brings them in is that they are in so much pain. Um, and they're, they're like, don't know what to do. They may or may not have been on um, hormonal birth control or, um, they, they're, they're realizing, Oh my gosh, I'm taking this many milligrams of, of Advil or, Mm. um, ibuprofen. And I'm learning that these are side effects of long-term use or, you know, they're missing work. Um, they could be missing school as well. And then there's those that are, become more interested in their cycle when they're trying to have a baby, and they might be having some challenges around that. So I truly believe that it was in my place for me to go to um, school and study this. And from studying it, opened my eyes to other ways that I could help um, through treatment outside of a medication. So 
I really, I try to help them find a way that they could um, alleviate some of those symptoms by actually rebalancing their bodies and from the inside rebuilding themselves so that the hope and the goal is that their hormones balance out. If they're, um, they're looking for conception, then fine-tuning the system where we're looking for optimal egg health. We're looking for proper circulation and flow that's in the pelvic, um, the pelvic area and just kind of helping them identify when would be the most fertile times. And they're, they're, they're having to do this journey and really learn more about themselves. Um, and that's the beauty of the, the medicine is that a lot of what I do is not necessarily to them. I have to educate anyway mm-hmm. on what is, what's going on with their cycle. You're going to have to observe yourself um, and start taking note. There are so many different pieces and parts that are going on all the time. Um, but then it's not just the physical, but what is happening in your life, right? So if you're constantly and chronically stressed out, um, if you're a little bit older and then you're talking about you focused on your career, a lot of that overwork throws off some of the the systems and that they become imbalanced and then the hormones start shifting. So it's having to really assess all of that. What's your diet like? Is it a lot of salads because you're thinking that it's healthy for you? Um, But then I look at you and I do my assessment and I'm telling you this type of pattern that you have, salads are not the best thing for you. So, it's even having it's a lot of uh, a lot of paradigm shifts that occur um, in having to to really look at it differently and realizing like what's your period type and then how do you go from there? Well, I think the whole thing is, and I get that a lot in in the work I do is is this mind body connection. You know, of people mm-hmm. come in and say they're you know this is going on in their life and they haven't made the connection that the stress is causing the back pain and the back pain is causing, you know, like there's all this, I mean, it's happening more and more people are starting to connect, but you have to look at the whole person, you know, and when you can look at the whole person and look at what they're eating, their, what their, what their everyday activity is, what they're thinking, their thoughts, you know, just like there's so much that goes into it where, you know, for so many, many years, you know, my, uh, one of the places that I work in the wellness center I work in, my managing director or my medical director um, is really, you know, Eastern and Western. And so she's able to see and we're able to see the whole person come in and give the person, you know, truly this, okay, this is what's going on. And these are some of the things that may be helping. We have, you know, acupuncture and Reiki and, you know, so forth and so on. So we're seeing the whole person. We're looking at nutrition. We're looking at their their stress level. We're looking at their family and their relationship, you know, things like that. So yeah. it's amazing when you can look at all of that and be able to, and they, and it's, it, you know, I'm sure so many people just come in to come to you and it may say, well, I have cramps and that's it. But then when you dig deeper, it's all this other stuff, you know, they, you're really mm-hmm. underlaying the onion. You're kind of like taking the layer off so they get to really know what's going on and then how they can, how they can work with it. And again, balance and, you know, you know, all of those things. Um, oh yeah. 
right? I mean, it's we could have this conversation forever. It's just it always it always just amazes yeah. me how one thing can just kind of you know uh, trickle into so many other things. Um, yeah, you, so, and I love the work. I lo- I have to just tell you, I love the way that you guys are doing that out of your center because it's. I I was just saying yesterday, man, if both sides could just work together, like oh my gosh, the amount of health and wellness that would be for our our patients and our clients would just be tremendous. And so that's totally awesome that you guys are doing that at your center. Well, it's I mean it's getting. It's getting better, and I think we're uh, just on a whole, the nation on the whole, we're, it, we are starting to see how the, all these things come into play, and you have to look at the whole person. But I still think it's slow. Um, we're one of the first um, wellness centers that were just uh, taken. We are part of a very big, big uh, healthcare system, but they see they see this other part. So this is like a first time on the East Coast that there is a wellness center connected to a very big hospital and, you know, wellness center. So it's going to be interesting how it plays out. Um, we were just acquired in July. So we have reflexology and we have acupuncture and Reiki and, um, you know, intuitive readings and energy work, all of that, and yoga and Pilates and Tai Chi and, you know, yoga for prenatal, yoga for infertility. I mean, so it's going to be a very interesting year as I see this play out. But, you know, someone like you are, is really, you know, allows people to start to see things in a new way. And, you know, my, my whole purpose of the show, I always kind of go back to is our intuition you know, how we connect our passion so that we can serve others. And when we can connect to that intuition, and I'm going to take you back kind of way back to that very beginning part of the story, is you talked a lot about your intuition. Like you knew, I'm going to go back, when you knew when you were wearing that patch, somehow, however you want to connect to it, you wanted, you stopped taking it. You turned, you, you took it off. And that, that is something that you can't explain, but obviously you can look back now and say that was my intuition, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I definitely, definitely believe that. <laughs> yeah, right, without a, without a doubt. And then as you, as you trust that more and more things came in alignment and more things kind of now here you are in the flow. I mean, I'm using that word, but, you know, really in the flow <laughs> of things. And, yeah, I love that. And moving into this work and more and more things will align because spirit, I really believe when you, when you step up and you find your calling and your purpose and passion, spirit says, okay, let's go, baby. You know, we're going to, we're, we're going to go and you're going to, we're just going to roll out the carpet for you. And it may not be easy, but this is your Dharma. You know, this is your path and purpose. And it's almost like if you didn't do this work, um, it'd be such a disservice, right? Like, wouldn't it be such a disservice right. to so many people? So I just commend you on that. I just think it's, it's amazing. So great. I think it's, it's, and it's, I feel like it's a disservice. And then at the same time, you start to really feel the friction. It's like things are just not working and you always feel like you're on this uphill, this uphill climb. And when I switched, if you will, if that's the appropriate word, and got into that space, it's like it, it almost kind of everything just kind of rained down, and it was almost like, okay, she's ready. Like 
now she gets it. And yep. so now let's, let's go ahead. And I love that image of the red carpet um, because that's kind of how it feels is right when it's timing for some, for certain things, people come out of nowhere or someone says something and it's like, Oh, Oh, and it, it just comes easily. And so I, I don't, when people say that they work hard for something and blah, 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 I, that does not resonate with me, especially learning now. And it's only been a short time period that, you know, like I said, it was 2015 when I really realized what service I was supposed to provide. And so it took a lot of time for me to figure out how do I do that? Like in what way, shape or form is this happening? Um, and it's like, yeah, it takes a lot of hours, but I don't want to say that it's working so hard because if mm-hmm. I'm working that hard, then I'm, I've gone off my path a little bit. And then right, right when I would put that, whatever it was on the side or just say, no, I'm not going to do it. And then I can, once I get realigned with where I'm supposed to be, that's when everything starts coming easy again. And so it's just a matter of me having to make sure I don't get distracted and yep. that I do stay true to myself and to my passion. And then everything should just literally flow. Yeah, I completely agree. I think when I, everything you said, I I feel the same way. If you could stay focused and, but not work so hard, this whole like push, it's not, it's kind of like there's pushing and then there's flowing, you know, it's like the stream of water. Like if a leaf fell on a stream of water and it just got, it floated by, or if it was stuck against a rock and it had to like force its way underneath, you know, and there's a big difference when we can, work with we could still be focused and still be goal oriented and still you know have our you know move forward it's not like we're just sitting back doing nothing but in the same sense we allow you know it's the allowance part and that's when you're in that flow that universal flow and you know like you're 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 doing your passion and you're working your creative gifts and you're serving and you're at service you know there's a prayer that I say every day and um, it's just like a little saying and I basically ask, you know, I wake up in the morning and I ask, you know, thank you God for allowing me to be where I am and may I serve, you know, thank you for allowing me to serve. Like basically that's the prayer. Like how do I serve and be the best person that I can be today? And then I just let it go. You know, can I be a service? Can I, can I allow myself to make a difference and whomever that is, you know, may it be, you know, for the best and highest good. Um, Mm -hmm. And it just takes the pressure off too. You know, it takes the pressure off too, instead of forcing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's awesome. I like that, that prayer. Thank you. Thank you. So before we close, I would, would you like to share anything with the listeners um, where to find you or anything happening in your local area uh, perhaps anything online, obviously your podcast, um, please feel free to share. Yeah, um, thank you for that opportunity. Um, I So this is my first time sharing this publicly, <laughs> I should say. There, um, we are actually um, prepping everything behind the scenes for a state of the period summit, and it is going to be super awesome bringing in speakers that are going to share from a variety of aspects 
around the menstrual cycle. It's what I like to say, taking the podcast and putting it on steroids <laughs> um, <laughs> and just kind of making this an awesome, like, eight-day event where uh, you can join virtually. And we'll actually have two days where there's a live component. Um, so I'm lining everything up for that. So that's actually going to be coming, and I'll be – this is my first time, like I said, publicly announcing it, but I will keep everybody posted on the Sisters of Flow page on Facebook and also on Instagram and Twitter. All of those, the handle is at Sisters of Flow. Um, if you're on, if you use iPhone or an Android, the Sisters of Flow has an app. So everything's oh, cool. congregated there. Yeah. So in case you're like, I don't want to have to keep going here, there, and everywhere else, um, but you can actually just download the app. And within the app, it connects you to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and you can listen to the podcast on there, submit questions for Ask Dr. D, and all of that. So it's all in one spot um, right there in the app. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, congratulations with that. Now, with the state of the period, the AC event, is it, I know you said there's some live portions of it. Is it like a telesummit? So people like from me, from New York, I could tune in? Yep, you sure can. Okay, um, cool. We're going to have, um, yeah, we're going to have that element of it. That's why I said it's a hybrid. Like, <laughs> we're going to have some, some that are going to be um, released out all six days. Um, so each day there's going to be a release. And then the two days that it's going to be the two Wednesdays, we're going to have the live component where um, it's actually you can attend that online. So all of the links are going to be there as soon as I get the the landing page up and whatnot. I'll definitely share it with you. And you can just sign up to make sure that you don't miss out and that you get, you know, the reminders that we're going to be starting and, and prepping for all of that. And that's going to be at the end of February for what I'm dubbing as Slow February. Oh, that's fantastic. I love it. Slow February. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Well, <laughs> thank you so much. I can't believe how fast our, our interview went, our, our getting together today. Um, I am really, really looking forward to being a guest on your show um, soon and seeing you in person. So I cannot wait to see you. It's going to be so awesome yeah. at PodFest. February. So anybody listening that is podcasters um, or what are the podcasters um, podfest is happening February 23rd, 24th and 25th. And uh, we will be there. So you can come hang with us. Right. Um, yeah. Chill with us. And also, chill. You got to let them know. You got to let them know that you can actually use the code. Join me right now is join me. The two words, but it's all as one word. Um, and you can get 20% off your ticket and there's, still honoring that so we would love to have you come down to Orlando and we could pod fest it up oh awesome yes so remember that code join me all one word that is so so awesome well thank you so much Dr. D it was amazing to have you on and uh, we could talk forever and you have a phenomenal day thank you so much for sharing your light sharing your passion and allowing you to be in service for so many different, many, many people in the world. So thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Have a good one. Bye now. Bye. So awesome. I love talking to Dr. D. Such an awesome, awesome conversation. There's so much that we can talk about. And, you know, it made my brain just kind of go on this like high wire of thinking of so many different things. 
um, about this topic. So definitely go check them out, guys, sistersofflow.com. Uh, there's also an app, so that is such awesome, awesome news. And stay, stay in the know. So stay in the know because State of the Period is going to be awesome. I will definitely post that on my Facebook page and information uh, upcoming. Also, I will be a guest on Denicia's show, and I will let you know when that will be. So I hope to see you this Sunday at Envision 2017. Please join me if you haven't. I would love for you to register and join me. Also, hop over to that Facebook group. We have a lot of fun. It's coming up. So join me at the Facebook group. Get into it with Tina Conroy. I will gladly invite you in. Next week, my very best friend, medium, intuitive, and mentor, Tina Powers, will be on the show. And we'll be talking everything psychic, mediumship, and connecting to deceased loved ones, and so many things. So stay tuned for that. Wishing you a fantastic, amazing, beautiful day, full of light, support, and connection. Namaste.